All right, fellas. Mm -hmm. Let's play baseball. More bears. I think I can make that happen. Bear! 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 You're breaking it! Let's go back to bears! Now, see, that time, Evan, you didn't know I was about to play the intro, mm, so I'm not blaming good. you for talking over it. So once, pretty good. Once I knew it was going, done. You did. You, you heard it. You you did. <laughs> uh, it's been a minute. It's I, I, I logged in to the recording software here. Uh, it said it had been a month, which, frankly, oh, yeah. uh, did not make me feel good inside. Well, Baylor hasn't been playing any sports for the last month. Why are we recording? Uh, true might be an interesting time to say that we do have uh the senior writer for dave campbell's texas football we just call him boss man around here mr mike Manager. craven welcome to between two bears i uh i need to ask a question right off the top what is your level of regret one to ten for bringing us into the family here Oh yeah. I mean zero. This was one big plan <laughs> to get on this show, to get on this platform, to have this conversation, uh, to be able to say whatever words oh, I want to, to oh, be able to participate in whatever activities beforehand I'd like to, all those kind of things. So I, I'm very proud to be here. I appreciate y'all having me on. Yeah, man. Good thanks for hanging out. That's <laughs> we didn't like that. The long con. I respect it. <laughs> it's always a plan. Uh, the the network is is booming right now uh you personally you're on the republican football show every wednesday right uh, and mm -hmm. but you're also on you're in a weird situation here you're on the eyes of texas pod but you're also on the aggie war pod w on purpose i realize that you guys eat the whole cow when it comes to to texas football here mm -hmm. but right so I, I am from Austin. I live in Austin. I know Aaron Hogan from The Horn, and he approached me to do a podcast for Texas. It was kind of the genesis of this whole idea. I, I realized there was an opportunity to make some money on the side doing it, and I had to figure out a way to make that okay without looking like I was just showing favoritism to Texas. And so hence the Republic of Football Takeover, where we include a bunch of different podcasts from around the state. And it became the idea of like, well, I can't just do Texas if we don't have an obvious choice for A&M uh, with them moving to the same conference, et cetera. It was like, well, I'll just be on the same show. I, I knew Jay Arnold pretty well, a former player. And he'll even admit, you know, in the Aggie fan base, you got to have an in. You got to have a vouch. Right? You can't just <laughs> go into that neighborhood willy nilly. And so Jay Arnold is my vouch. Uh, he is my my pass into that world. And so. I really am just a moderator who sets it up for Jay on that Aggie on that Aggie show. I've only had a knife pulled on me once, and that was in College Station after a Baylor basketball game. So, what'd you um, say? We love Jay. It was not Jay, I don't think. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I I am just exceedingly, uh, continuously impressed with the shows that come out on the feed. So if you are listening to this show on that feed, go check some of the other ones out. Uh, TCU has a great show over there with Melissa and Jamie. Of course, I actually do listen to the Aggie War Pod. I do listen to the Eyes of Texas Pod. It does sound like I'm listening to Austin Sports Talk Radio. <laughs> yeah. uh, every time I turn it on, I'm like, how did my phone switch over to FM? But enough of that. I, I wanted to... You know, we had, we had Ryan Nanny on... Uh, I guess now a couple months ago, 
And I, I personally wanted to invite him on because he's one of the sharpest college football minds. How doesn't matter how much he tries to hide it. He, he, he has a really good sense of perspective and I wanted to bring you on to, to get your perspective because I have zero idea how to set expectations for my team or any other teams anymore. Listen to last week's episode of Republic of football and you guys were talking kind of nice about Baylor. So mm-hmm. frankly, I just wanted to talk They're nice about the Baylor. Truth. They're telling <laughs> the truth about... over there. But Evan, I wanted to start with you actually. Oh, no. gut feel. We, we did gut feel on win total. I don't know. It, oh. it must have been a couple months ago, right when the schedule Jeez. was released. Just your gut feel. How many wins? I think. Oh, God. I'm glad we're getting into this early. Um, I think if we win seven games, I'm going to have a good taste in my mouth. Fair. Even this season. And I have other Pre-bowl than fair. game. I don't even know if that's what I actually believe when I say fair. All right. So. Mike, the uh, obviously the the big thing that just came out this past week, QB one has been named at least going into the season. What's your general take on Shapen over, over Robertson? I think a thing I've talked about it a few times is that I don't know if I look at last year's Baylor team's failures or, or lack of success as just a quarterback thing. Um, you know, they averaged more points per game than they did the year before, and. Now, I know they weren't as explosive. They didn't do that as easily as they would have liked to sometimes. But I think we have a, a little bit of a of, – we don't remember that 2021 season as well as we should. I mean, they weren't blowing teams out. They weren't scoring a bunch of points. No. They were winning a lot of close games, and they were holding teams to, to a low amount of points. And they didn't do that last year. Like, the problems to me are more on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, we saw Blake Shapen have success in big games when he had explosive playmakers around him. Uh, as they get more playmakers around him going into this season, which I, I believe that they have, I think he's going to be okay. He's going to be fine for what Baylor's trying to do. Uh, my questions continue to be on the defensive side of the ball, and we'll see if they're able to hold you know opponents to, to 25, 26, 27 points and under. Yep, spot on. And I, I, I still have no idea how to react to that. Yes, <laughs> there are a lot of close, stressful games in 21. And then you, you obviously see what Shapin did at the end of the season in, in 21. Could not have been higher. Hell, Evan got on the news saying <laughs> Shapin or Blake don't give a hoot or whatever the hell you yeah, said. Yeah, he still does it. Dude, I know ball. We're going to have to face facts <laughs> at some point, Matt. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think I, my, Mike's right. The, the drum I've been banging for years is that it doesn't really matter who our quarterback is. You know, all the Man, best teams we've ever had. We led the nation in rushing. You know, we set rushing records in those years. You know, I think I think it is a fool's errand to spend your time thinking about a quarterback room every offseason. That's what I really think. Because there's a lot of other for for us specifically or for any team. I think I think for any fan who wants to get the inside scoop, the quarterback room is is the is the window dressing. All of our worst teams were because of our offensive line. You know, and we're gonna have a pretty good one this next season. Again. You know. <laughs> so I think we're gonna cook. That's what I personally think. I'm not even I I want Shapin to be the starter. I you I do. It. I want him to succeed. I want this to be good. I want this to be a good experience in twenty twenty three. I don't I don't know, man. I just I keep hearing about how he's not uncoachable, but the, the footwork thing persists and it's just I was really excited to have a baseball player as a quarterback at first. 
Is there any, have you heard anything about this, this footwork and, and coaching regression thing that has happened with Blake Shapin? Have you heard anything about that, Mike? I do think it, it's easy to start pointing some stuff out when things don't go well, right? Had they, had they won games 21 to 14 instead of losing them 28 to 21, you know, are we talking about that as much as, as, as big of a talking point? I don't think he played very well. I don't think he improved as much. He didn't take the step forward that all of us assumed he was going to take. I mean, you watch the first half of that Big 12 championship game, and you go, oh, wow, like, he's going to take this huge step There's forward offensively. They're going to score 40 points, and if the defense is the same as it's been in 2021, they're going to win 10 games again, all that kind of stuff. Like, I think we all bought into that, myself included. We could go check the 2022 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and I – I definitely took the over on Baylor and, and was wrong there, right? So I don't think anybody in that room, Blake Shapin, Sean Bell, I don't think any of them would they played well or that the offense played well, the passing game doesn't need to improve. Um, I just think that it's easier to point out on the quarterback and to focus the conversation on the quarterback instead of looking at the whole thing and going, the whole damn thing regressed, right? Like they should have taken more transfers. Um, you know, they, they should have been better defensively. They should have, you know, evolved with the time. And realized, that, you know, there wasn't Terrell Bernard. There wasn't Jalen Peachy there. It wasn't JT Woods there. And so, oh. uh, yeah, I think there was a lot of uh, things to look in the mirror about in Baylor. And Blake Shapin's absolutely on that list of somebody who needs to get better in that room. And to spin it positive, it, Aranda's done the same thing every year. He's learned, right? He learns uh, from the offensive coordinator hire that he made and didn't like, goes in a different direction. And I think what a lot of people consider to be the right direction. He doesn't take a lot of transfers from 21 to 22, learns <laughs> learns the lesson pretty quick. Mm. Has We have a really solid transfer class coming in. I don't know if it's going to blow any doors off of anybody, but Evan, you are about to say something. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I think the best quarterback is going to be the one who can hand it off most efficiently. <laughs> to Richard I, think, yeah. I think we have one of the best running backs in the country over the next few years if we're lucky to keep him that long. And I think we should just let him cook. Richard that's, Reese, that's what I really think. Of. Yeah. Yes, pretty Ricky Reese. And pretty Ricky shoes Reese. on the ride. And they got depth behind <laughs> them, too. You know, they brought in yeah. Oklahoma State. That room is stacked. Like, you know, the freshman from Franklin is really, really good. So it's going to, if 20, if we went back and watched the 2021 game, like the passing offense wasn't explosive. They weren't throwing no. them yeah. 40 times a game. They weren't scoring 40 points. They were beating people up. They were wearing them down and they were yeah. drowning them at the end of the games. And, and they're trying to get back to that. And, and to your point, Matt, I think that is that thing about Dave Aranda. He's very self-aware, maybe too self-aware for his own good sometimes. He's an introspective yeah. dude. And, you know, that first year, he tried to be Matt Rule. He said so. He goes, I tried to, I hadn't been a head coach before. I tried to copy everything that he did, and I realized I was a little weird, and I need to lean into being a little weird. Uh, and then, Well, in a lot of ways, he did copy Matt Rule. Right. You know? 100 no, we, had no, we had no top 25 wins that year. <laughs> he changed it up. He changed it up. We had five the next season, you know? And, and, and then he's on to something. And then I think last year, you know, he talked about to me when I had the one-on-one -on -one with him for the magazine about how he thought bringing in a bunch of transfers would, would almost be betraying the guys on his roster. That it, that he would rather ride with the guys who were there than bring in these like quote-unquote hired assassins. What would they do to the locker room? What would they do to the culture? He truly believes in that whole player over team stuff. That's not a that's not a gimmick. That that's who Dave Aranda is. And I think he looks at it now and he goes, I missed an opportunity to, breed, to bring upperclassmen in with leadership that can add to the room. Like, that's a benefit to the players on this roster to go get guys that can help them win. And I think that's something that, that maybe somebody who was more stubborn or wasn't as self-aware 
you know, wouldn't have those conversations with, but he's a unique dude and he's constantly thinking about what he's doing and what he's not doing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I think a big mistake people are making is not worrying about our defense again. And I think that's going to, I think partnering a Dave Aranda defense with the offensive line and running back room, we already know we have is, is more of a recipe for success than we're giving it credit for. I mean, we've got the goods and we've got tight ends who can catch the ball. I'll say, I'll say this. I think I could predict Baylor's success more if I knew the points per game they allowed than the points <laughs> yes. score. I'll, I will yeah. agree with that. <laughs> you got me on that one. I'm with you on that. Mike, if you had this is gut feel, nobody's going to hold you to this. Nobody's going <laughs> to go back and listen to this. I can assure you of that. Gut feel for it doesn't matter how they come, doesn't matter when they happen. Gut feel for wins for this Baylor team in 2023. Well, uh, we do this thing called Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and we oh. turned it into the printing mm-hmm. press on Friday. So I can kind of reveal uh, what, what we have in terms of a record inside that magazine, and that would be eight and four. Um, I have a yep. losing to Utah, Texas, uh, at Kansas State, and at TCU. And, you know, That'll happen. I don't think uh, I've ever been completely right on any of these teams, right? I mean, it's impossible, you know, five months before the season's over to predict these records and stuff. But I, I do think uh, somewhere between seven and five and nine and three is where Baylor should live on a consistent basis and then occasionally have those 10 and two, 11 and one, you know, runs when it all comes together. And, you know, if that defense can get better. And I, I believe in, in Pallage, and I believe in Aranda fixing that. I mean, that's like when you have a defensive coach, like you feel like if that's the problem, that's going to get addressed, you know? Yeah, and so that's where I'm if at. If that defense does take this step forward, we think it's going to, uh, and the weapons are better around Shapin. I mean, I, I definitely think they're an eight-win team, a nine-win team, and one that's still playing important games in October and November. So we do, you know. I, I, I tend to agree. I, that's how scarred I am from last season, though, is because after getting on this particular platform and other shows and saying <laughs> things like 12 and 0 is more likely <laughs> than 6 and 6. You did lie. I didn't way say we would go 12 and 0, but I did <laughs> say 12 and 0 is more likely than 6 and 6. Uh, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to even say anything higher than 8, but 8. Eight feels right. I think Baylor knocks off Utah and loses somewhere else, but I I tend to agree with the general distribution. Mike, you've uh, what's the you've win been... total? Seven and a half, I believe. Is I've kind of seen the early win totals at. So, yeah, it's I mean, it's bounced around seven, yeah. seven and a half, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. Mike, the uh, the name that you've heard most from these Baylor coaches or people around the program or anywhere else, what's the name on the roster that you've heard the most? Mike Smith, probably a transfer linebacker coming in to play Mike. I mean, they Dylan Doyle was a great number two, and he was an excellent linebacker for Baylor, but he was better when he wasn't the dude right in the middle of that box taking in a lot of that stuff. And so I I think Mike Smith unlocks that as a true middle linebacker who can play in the trenches, who's already a leader. Who he's one of the guys that random mentioned when he talked about how he changed his mind about transfers. He was like a guy like Mike Smith. Is perfect for this program. It helps these guys and is making everybody better and is a leader. And I kind of saw them as maybe potential poison. And now this guy is going to be one of the the leaders in the room and, and one of the guys on the committee that probably talks to me about leadership and stuff. So I, I think he's going to be a guy there. And I, I think in that defense, you need a Terrell Bernard. You need somebody right in the middle of that thing that can control 
control that stuff and then lock everybody else to do that cool shit that he does uh, with his defense. You got to have a really good front gap, A and B gap, to be able to let them go do all that stuff. It's a it's a shame that Liberty and their fans will just kind of have to sit in the corner and watch Mike Smith play for uh, for Baylor. Mike, is there anything C-20. else? <laughs> is there anything else that you have that you think the Baylor fandom would be interested to hear? I think I'm too close to the trees to know that off the top of my head. Like this magazine yeah. drowns me. Like it takes me into deep water, like into the fourth quarter, and I don't do well. I'm not a preserver. You know what I mean? And so. <laughs> I have faded. We send it off on Friday. I feel like I don't have to turn my brain back on um, until you know July when media days come about. But I think there's optimism in that Baylor room that's more earned this year than it was last year. I, I believe we all kind of fell for the illusion last year that was like, man, look how good that team is. Aranda's this defensive wizard. They're just like they have this momentum going inside the program that we forgot that it takes the dudes. It also takes the guys and. They just didn't have the guys last year. Like, who were the horses that replaced Terrell Bernard and Jalen Petrie and those guys I mentioned earlier? And then even on the offensive side of the ball, where were the weapons that they had in 2021? I feel like there's more of those dudes inside the room at Baylor, and that's why the optimism is high. And, you know, we may fall for it again, uh, but it does feel like there's more pieces to the puzzle there this year. Well, you know, that's what happens when you lose a number one overall draft pick, you know? Abram Smith off to the XFL. (laughs) <laughs> offenses offenses take a step back that's just a that's just a part of producing elite talent right you know you gotta you gotta reload yeah gotta reload not regroup that's right <laughs> mike craven senior writer dave campbell's texas football uh go check out the republic of football feed of course eyes of texas and aggie war pod mike i truly truly appreciate it sorry for making you turn your brain back on very briefly but uh <laughs> i do appreciate it we'll have you back on when baylor goes nine and three and uh, we all look stupid. <laughs> all good. Most Appreciate of you. us. Most of us, yes. That's right. Hey, take care. All right. Later, guys. <laughs> also, go get the uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Yeah, man. They it's really, in, they keep really in Baylor on the front cover. Multiple they keep times. and uh, there's the the Mensa guy. I'm sure he's yeah. still around somewhere, right? Well, you know, we put national champions on the cover. Of that I don't know what other schools do. <laughs> Evan, it has been a month since. Honestly, we have talked oh, in audio up. form just about. What have you been up to? Get more handsome, can you tell? Yeah, the beard is coming in very uh-huh. nicely. That's very unfortunate. I've I got mustache. Also, it's a good look. I think it Thank fits. Um, I have signed on a lease, and I will be moving in weeks. I'm going to be driving up to Chicago. Well, over and up to Chicago. How cool is that? It's really cool. I'm actually very, very, very happy for you. Very excited. Again, yeah, a little man, sad. It's gonna roll. A little sad. But you got to come. We will. It'll be so fun. We will make it work. I've never been to Chicago. Really need to go. I'll be much closer to Deontay too. We'll be able to That's hang true. out. That's true. I don't That's know if true. you've heard my my buddy Deontay, but we'll be hanging out sometime. <laughs> yeah, Shapin was named QB one. I am. It's I'm the nervous. It's the yeah. correct choice. It's absolutely. You know the what I choice. really think? Dude, I'm I was thinking though. before we get on here. You, my real thought when I was thinking about what are we gonna say? I think the real news story here, folks. Breaking news: This 24-hour news cycle brain rot comes for everyone. This quarterback room controversy is not a thing. 
We had no, a stinky it's not a... receiver room last year in a defensive back room that wasn't much better. Let's let's cast our gaze where it needs to be if we're going to do this for 24 hours a day. All, you know? all of the things you are saying are objectively true and make sense, but it does not prevent me from being anxious. Not about yeah. the choice. Not about the choice. I'm not anxious about the choice. I just, I, I just want him to be good. I think it's because I'm tired <laughs> of seeing people shit that on was him the, online. That was yes. Well, yes. Well, you know, we're we we got to speak truth to power. You and me. You know. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I, I just I want people to be happy. <laughs> I'm a harmonizer. You know the the I and yeah. What's the what's the, the the Braxton Hicks or what's the personality oh, test or whatever? that Baylor ass one? What's it called? Uh, the Enneagram. Yeah. Yeah. No, not there's a per, there's like a corporate personality test. Oh, the, the, the Baylor student leader one, the uh, the ENTJ one. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm a harmonizer. I'm a harmonizer, harmonizer on top of a harmonizer. Oh, you learned that over a Baylor line camp, folks. I that? did, I did, and uh, I just want everybody to be happy. I want I, Myers Briggs. Thank you. Uh-huh. I just want everybody to be happy and and to support yeah. Blake Shapen. And I, I just want him to play well and earn it. Yeah, that's all. People forget that we're talking about a dude, a, 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 a kid. A tw- he can't even buy himself a beer. Be nice to the kid. Is Let's he only twenty started. still? I think so. No, oh, brother. And that like he so wasn't cool. just a baseball player. He was the number one shortstop in a state that produces elite baseball like players. The baseball players. He is incredibly yeah. talented, and everyone just maybe, maybe even on this podcast, the britches were a little too big last year. You know who else's britches? You know who else's britches might be a little too big this hmm. next year. So someone to be on the lookout for the team just up north. You, yep. you may not have heard of them; they never won nothing. But I've heard, <laughs> I've heard that their britches are fitting a little tight these days. Oh, it feels good. It, well, we are definitely back. Just <laughs> the non sequitur. We weren't even gonna be mean to them. What was the deal? I don't. I'm know. telling you, dude. Those the that belt started getting a little tighter. A little tight. We had to reach equilibrium. A little bit. A little bit. I uh, I'm really excited for what we're going to be uh, working on and thinking about and trying to create over the summer. We're gonna do some. I, we got to watch some old games together. We we've talked about hopping on Twitch together mm-hmm. and just shooting the shit, playing some games, um, hopping on uh, one of the in the playback. metaverse, dude. I'm telling you, we're not we doing the metaverse. the metaverse. I've well, been in there all week. <laughs> Don't say that. All week I've been in there. What could you possibly do for an entire? Dude, week I have been doing three D puzzles, four hundred pieces. <laughs> puzzles in real life for three D. Dude, they are not this fun. And I'm doing a Christmas <laughs> one right now, and it sounds like Christmas in there. And when I put pieces <laughs> together, the Christmas sounds get louder. Look, you can laugh all you want, but I'm telling what you. What are you talking about? I'm telling you. I'll send you a referral link, listener. If you're thinking this might be your thing, reach out. I got a referral link for you. We'll do puzzles together. I'm not, not doing metaverse puzzles with you, but we will go uh, hit the playback <laughs> link and watch some old games uh, because I'm I'm we're, what we're under a hundred days until we're football close, season. Man. We are getting close, and the fever is hitting me earlier than I thought. Uh, we'll probably do a schedule game by game breakdown. What we're expecting is it a dub? Is it not a dub? Later on into June, uh, I will be out next week, but we're looking to put together something kind of fun uh, for next week. Okay. Um, and I will, you know, doing doing the vacation thing. And uh, where are we going? Oh, we're going to Disney World. Going to see Big Mouse. 
Big Mouse. Praising the altar of the Big Mouse. I've never been. I bet that place rules so hard. You're going to have so much fun. Their cruises are amazing. From like a logistical oh, yeah? and engineering perspective, everything runs I super bet. smoothly. And Can I gamble oh, and smoke awesome. inside on a Disney cruise? No, that's the nah, only thing it's missing. I, it's the, the only thing that is missing. That is the that's only a cruise, thing, right? Matt. <laughs> You're I just describing do... a YMCA. I Which did rules. do the thing from the show that everybody hates where I paid the bartender an extra hundred. And literally every time I walked by that particular bar in the ship, he had a Malibu and pineapple ready for me. Dude, that is a S tier move. You know, I'm going on a cruise later this year. I'll have to get They're some more tips from you. I've yes. been on one. It was in college. It was like a college roommate cruise, but mm-hmm. it was actually Baylor had spring break a week early that year. So the whole cruise was Baylor students. It fucking stunk. I got the, I got the cool. hot boy Nike shorts. In like four oh. different colors, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm short, <laughs> so the the shorts are just kind of normal length. But they're very bright, and uh, looking forward to it. I've been doing push-ups, man. Have I told you that? I've been doing Pablo. Pablo told me if I do 30 push-ups a day, I'll get everything I want. So I just doing 30 today, and it's working. Look, look at this jawline. This, you know what this is going to lead to? A push-up challenge between you and I. Well. We may be running different races, if that's what you think I'm going with this. I just want to be as hot as possible. That is the only thing I'm worried about right now. I wonder what that shows up as on that uh, <laughs> on that personality test. Oh, uh, dude, I remember else? mine. I had to teach that for like three summers. I was a woo, <laughs> positivity, communication, woo adaptability. And Evan's a woo bear. One? What was it? That's really funny. Uh, what was the last? Strategic. And you know, dude, if you're making a pie and you need five ingredients, those are five good ones. Let me tell you. Evan's a woo bear. Oh, that's brother. And that, Gentlemen. That's good. Good stuff. Audience, <laughs> have a wonderful week. Uh, Going to try to put some together for next week. That's a little bit of fun. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. We really could do those puzzles. I'm telling you, I'm telling you those puzzles are fun.